awesome, awesome time. Well, I'm excited because today we are uh, in week three, and it's the final installment of a series that we've been in called The Rhythms of Christmas. And uh, if you happen to have maybe missed uh, weeks one or two, let me encourage you to go watch them either on our YouTube channel or you can listen to them on our podcast. And uh, I've had several people tell me just how impactful uh, the messages have been because of the uniqueness in the way that we've tied them together with these specific songs. And uh, it's been amazing because I think sometimes we just uh, sing songs and maybe if you're anything like me, I'm not a singer. And uh, so we just, you know, we kind of go along, you know, we kind of do the, uh, the lip sync, you know, kind of acting sometimes like we're singing, but we're, we're really not. But at the end of the day, there is a real message, there is a true meaning behind the music. And so in this series we're calling The Rhythms of Christmas, we want to continue with that thought as it relates to today's message. And I just want to begin with a question. And the question is this, has there ever been, a ever been a time in your life where maybe you were encountering a very stressful moment, uh, maybe feeling somewhat anxious or even fearful, and in the moment of feeling stress or anxiety or maybe fear, have you ever found yourself praying a prayer under your breath or maybe even verbally out loud that goes like this, God, please be with me. Have you ever said that kind of prayer before? I've said it countless times. God, be with me. Please be with me. You know, that is a prayer that oftentimes people will vocalize or will pray that, as I stated, maybe under our breath as we're entering into an uneasy situation. Maybe for you, you've prayed that prayer and you went something, it went something like this. God, be with me as I board this airplane. I mean, you have the fear of flying. You've said that kind of prayer. Maybe you've said that kind of prayer and you said, God, be with me as I go in for this job interview. God, be with me as I go into this doctor's appointment to receive the diagnosis. God, be with me as I take this final exam. God, be with me as I encounter a person on this blind date I've never seen before. Anybody ever prayed that kind of prayer? God, be with me. I prayed that prayer over 31 years ago when I met my wife, Michelle, because we were set up on a blind date. I'd never seen a picture of her in my entire life. I literally went on faith. My brothers recommended that I go and meet my wife, Michelle. At the time, she wasn't my wife. She was just simply a blind date. But as the old saying goes, I was blind, but now I can see. Because when I walked off that plane, not having a clue who I was looking for, you know what I prayed? I prayed, oh God, please be with me in this moment. Because I didn't want the, the equation that could have been. You know, as it related to it not working out, if you know what I mean. But anyway, I'm so glad it worked out because God was with me because I married way over my head. Can I get an amen? I was blessed beyond measure, no doubt about it. So what does it mean when we hear or maybe even say or perhaps even pray the phrase, 
God be with me? God be with us. Well, what's interesting is that in just a few moments, we're going to sing a song. And our team is going to lead us in this incredible song. But before they sing it, I want to share something with you because somewhere between the 8th and the 12th century, when you study church history, people would either sing or they would chant phrases that began with the letter O. And then they would read a psalm, and then after they read the psalm, then they would sing, they would chant phrases that began with the letter O. Oh, and this became a very popular way of singing and worshiping. And later in church history, it was referred to as the O antiphones. And now as a result, one of the most treasured and perhaps famous songs that we typically sing during the season of the year known as Christmas came from that era of church history, came from the O antiphones, and it's the song referred to as O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I've asked our team today to come and lead us in that song. Shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, thou day spring, come and cheer our spirits by thine advent the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to fly rejoice rejoice Emmanuel and come to be your Israel
I love that song. When you think about the word Emmanuel, you may be asking, what exactly does that word Emmanuel mean? Well, it comes from a Hebrew word and it's translated, God is with us. Aren't you thankful that God is with us? Today, I want to unpack that thought for just a moment. And there are really three specific statements that I want to really just remind you of as it builds from that song, because these three specific truths from God's word is something I think that so many people in our nation and in our world, especially this time of year, are desperately seeking. Those words, God is with us. I want you to say those words with me out loud, but I want you to personalize it. Instead of saying God is with us, I want you to say God is with me on the count of three. One, two, three. God is with me. I want you to process that for just a moment. God is with me. He's with you. He's with me. He's with all of us. And that's what Matthew wanted the whole entire world to know when Matthew shared from his perspective, his gospel in Matthew chapter 1, the greatest news the world had ever received. It was the birth announcement of Emmanuel. The Lord is with us. And in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 and 23, Matthew said it this way. He said, she, being Mary, will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And this was an announcement, keep in mind, that people literally for centuries were waiting and longing to hear that Jesus, the Messiah, would come. And all of this took place, the Bible keep, continues to say in Matthew, all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Who is the prophet? The prophet Isaiah, who actually declared that some 740 years before Matthew's announcement. And here's what it said. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which simply means God with us. What's interesting is that over 2,000 years ago, when Matthew penned those words, Emmanuel, God with us, 
The reason why it was so amazing and the reason why it was such an, an incredible announcement to the world was simply because up until that time in the Old Testament, everybody understood that God lived. He indwelled inside of the temple. And so the fact that God was with us was something far beyond their imagination. It was something they longed for. But up until that time, all they knew, all they understood was that God dwelt inside of the temple. In fact, what was even more interesting is that in the Old Testament, not only did people know and understand that God dwelt there in the temple, but they also knew because of God's power and because of his glory... And because of his great majesty, they also understood that, that people could only go and worship God there at the temple. But they also knew and understood that the high priest was only allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies, the presence of God, one time a year. And in fact, because of the purity and the holiness of God, when the high priest went into the temple... And literally entered into the presence of God. They would tie a rope around his ankle. So that those on the outside of the temple knew and understood that if something happened to the high priest. If he were to die because of the awe and the power of being in the presence of God. They had the ability to pull the high priest out. Now think about this for a moment. So when you think about this announcement. Emmanuel. God is with us. It was a profound, game-changing announcement to the entire world. Because the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Jesus himself, God came to earth in the form of a human being just like you and me. You know what that means? That means to the people, the reason why the shepherds were so excited and they went to go and to declare and to pronounce and to make this announcement widespread. And the reason why the wise men came from afar to come and to bow down and worship the Christ child is simply because what they knew and what they understood, the fact that God came to earth in the form of a human being simply conveys to you and conveys to me that God is not some disconnected, distant, aloof, God who is unapproachable, but rather God is a relational God. He's a present God. And now as believers in Jesus Christ, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God himself, now lives and indwells inside of us. Aren't you thankful for that? Man, what a powerful, powerful reminder that God is with us. And so today, I want to share three specific statements. And the first is this. God is with you. In Luke 1, verse 28, Luke's gospel said it this way. When the angel entered into her home, he greeted her and said, You are favored by the Lord. Notice, the Lord is with you. So when the angel appeared before Mary, he wanted her to understand the significance of the moment, the fact that she was the one chosen, that she was the one who was highly favored, and the angel wanted to reassure her, this young girl, that God was 
is with her. The same is true for you and me. You know, when you think about some of the things that many of us are walking through, a lot of times we just need to be reassured when we're walking through difficulties, when we're going through darkness in our lives, when we're confronted with that news that is disheartening, that creates fear and worry and anxiety and all those emotions that are stirred up inside of our hearts. What's sad and unfortunately is that for many of us, we just need to be reminded that God is with us. If I were to ask you a question, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, obviously, but if I were to ask you, if we were sitting down one-on-one, and I were to ask you, how has been your year of 2022? How's 2022 treated you? For some of us, we would probably say, well, hey, there's been a lot of highs, been a lot of cool things happen, a lot of great moments, a lot of fun memories, a lot of neat things we had the opportunity to do. But at the same time, some of us would also say, but you know, 2022 has also been shared with some setbacks. There's been some disappointments. There were some unexpected curveballs that I never saw coming. And so with most people, I think we would all agree to the fact that there are going to be highs and there are going to be lows. There are going to be good times and there are going to be bad times. And there are times such as Christmas when all of a sudden... Christmas just has a way of putting the spotlight on everything. It it enhances, it magnifies everything. In fact, Christmas has a way of making the good look really good and the bad look really bad. And when we're going through these seasons of our lives, we need to be reminded that God is with us no matter what. Our daughter who is our oldest daughter. In fact, we have two daughters, and one of our daughters is here today. She's sitting right beside my wife, Michelle, our daughter, Ashlyn, who is here today. And um, so excited and thankful for the opportunity to get to be with her and our son-in-law. And We received a phone call the other night from my son-in-law, who is married to our oldest daughter. And when I saw the phone ring and saw the name I I just kind of had this uneasy feeling I picked it up and it was my son-in-law Daniel and he said Rodney said I just wanted to call you to let you know that Rebecca was in a serious car accident and as you can imagine as a dad feeling in that moment completely helpless His follow-up words said, she's okay, but she was banged up pretty bad. And she was in a vehicle and traveling to her rehearsals, uh, the church where she and her husband lead worship, are having over 105 Christmas services (laughs) across 22 campuses. Wrap your head around that one. She was on her way to... Her Christmas rehearsals and as she was approaching a light, someone from behind who was traveling about 60 miles an hour was not paying attention and our daughter saw the whole thing unfold before her very own eyes in the rear view mirror when she saw instantly that this car was not slowing down and hit her from behind. A multiple car accident and our daughter was shaken up pretty bad. They uh, 
in the moment, you know, she was just kind of numb because of everything that had happened. And she finally picked up her phone and she instantly called her husband, my son-in-law, Daniel. And while she was on the phone with him, within the first few seconds, Siri on the iPhone, Siri suddenly audibly spoke over the, the speaker on her iPhone and said, we can tell you have been in an accident. Is this true? And she said, my daughter said, yes, it's true. And Siri said, we are calling the emergency services now. And in this moment, the phone was cut off. It, basically, she lost connection with her husband because Siri was now connecting with the medical authorities. And within a matter of moments, the police arrived on the scene, the MT arrived on the scene. And by God's grace, in this moment, not only was her life spared and not only was she kept from being seriously injured, but it was comforting and reassuring to all of us and especially to our daughter who was shaken up, as you can only imagine, not only just physically, but also just emotionally in light of everything going on in her world. And it was comforting to all of us to know that God was with her. You know, in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3, it says it this way, God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. And he comforts us in all of our troubles. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the paraclete. The paraclete not only lives and dwells within our hearts and lives, we need to understand that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, is also the one who meets your every need, who comforts your every hurt, who is with you at all times. Why? Because God is with you. And he's with me for those of us who know him. When you think about it, our all-powerful, our all-present, and our all-knowing God wants to remind us that when we're lost, He is our guide. That when we're hurting and we're feeling alone, He is our friend. And when we're facing a trial, He is our comforter. And when we're sick, He is our healer. And when we're feeling weak and vulnerable, He is our strength. And when we're perhaps lost in our sin and we're spiritually confused, we need to know that he is our savior. And so today you need to be reminded that God is with you. Say it out loud on the count of three. God is with you. Now personalize it. God is with me. And not only is God with me, but here's the second thing that we need to understand is God was with you. Now think about that for a moment. Not only is God with us, but God was with us. Let me explain to you what I mean. There's a little black backstory of a gentleman by the name of Joseph. Now this is a different Joseph. This was not Mary's husband. This was Joseph in the Old Testament in Genesis. And Joseph, many of you know the story, he uh, came from 12 sons and, you know, he was Jacob's youngest baby boy. And so in the midst of 
all of this, you know, he had a dream and his brothers became jealous. And so therefore, he was betrayed by his, his brothers. He was thrown into a pit. He was sold to a group of traders and travelers that came by. He, he became a slave. And through all of this, he was ultimately elevated to become a personal assistant to Potiphar, who happened to be the, the captain or the, the chief officer of the Egyptian army. And Joseph eventually was falsely accused for raping Potiphar's wife. So in this situation, he was instantly thrown into prison. Falsely accused, thrown into prison. And in Genesis 39, verse 21, it says, But the Lord, notice, was with Joseph in the prison. And showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Isn't it awesome to know? Not only is God with us, but God was with us even during our most difficult days. God was with us in all of our mistakes and our failures and our mishaps. And in all of the things that we wish we wouldn't have done. You know what I'm saying? I mean, those decisions that we made, that if we could go back and just undo what has already been done, if we could somehow, some way, avoid situations and circumstances that we've encountered in our past, as if somehow we could delete those moments, because many of those moments were situations and circumstances we didn't ask for. Some of those moments may have been violent moments. Some of those moments may have been moments of abuse. Some of those moments may have been decisions that were made that we have regretted for years and years and years that have caused so much hurt and so much pain and so much remorse. But here's the thing you need to understand, that even in the midst of all of that, God was with you. And what you need to be reminded with is that even though what the devil was trying to do, even though the devil had had an ulterior motive, even though the devil meant for evil to occur in your life, you need to understand that not only was God with you, but if you allow him, he will take what the enemy meant for evil. And God, because of his faithfulness, is a God who can turn our, who can turn our ashes into beauty. He is a faithful God who can take the past and he can use all of the negative things that have happened and he can actually turn them around for the greater good in our lives. Do you believe that today? God was with us even in the pain and difficulties and the hardships and the struggles that we have encountered in our lives. And we need to understand that there's some things that God today wants to remind us about. And as we sang a few moments ago, that song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. What are we saying? We're saying God is with us. He's in me. He lives and indwells within my heart and my life. And the same is true with you. He is with you and he was with you. Even in the hardships and the trials and the difficulties that you You've encountered in your life. But can I remind you of another truth today? And that is that God will be with you. You see, God is with you. He was with you. And he will be with you. As I mentioned a few moments ago, our oldest daughter who was in this accident, I 
was re- recalling when she was a little girl and she used to get uh, night terrors. I mean, she would uh, have a hard time sleeping because she would be fearful. And so uh, we had at the time a one story, uh, kind of like a split floor plan and and uh, our master bedroom was on one side of the house and and uh, the kids' bedrooms were on the other side of the house. And uh, in the middle of the night, sometimes two, three o'clock in the morning, our daughter, Rebecca, she was probably about five, six years of age. And she would walk to the other side of the house in the dark, which she was afraid of. Of course, Michelle and I, we would be asleep. And our daughter, Rebecca, would come and she would come on my side of the bed and she would just stand there. And I'm asleep, but even in the midst of being asleep, I would sense the presence of something. And then I would look out of the corner of my eye, and sometimes she would have a way of like breathing a little harder. Or she would take a deep breath, or she would gently clear her throat to get my attention. And then, of course, when I would peek out of my, my, the corner of my eye and I would see her standing over me, and then it would kind of startle me. And I was like, Rebecca, what are you doing? And then she would follow up by saying, I'm scared. And she would scare the heebie-jeebies out of me too. But what I was reminded of was her presence. Her presence was there, and I knew it, and I could feel it, I could sense it. And that's what God wants you and me to know and to understand and to take to heart. That when we walk through the what-ifs of our future, we walk through the unknowns, the uncertainties, the things that we cannot predict. You know, we hear so many things about the coming year of 2023 and You know, if you listen and you read all the news, all the gloom and the doom and, you know, the the recession and the hardships and the trials and all the stuff, what does it do? It puts that sense of uncertainty. It puts a little fear in your heart. It's that question mark of what if and it's the unknowns. It's the uncertainty of it all because we can't see, we, we, we can't predict, we can't look into this crystal ball and see how it's all going to unfold and when it's going to unfold and how we're going to be affected by it. But what God wants us to understand is that no matter what the future holds, in fact, I don't want to go cheesy on you, but I want to give you a fact because it is true. And the truth and the statement goes like this. We may not know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. Do you believe that? We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what 2023 is going to look like. But we know the one who does. And what he wants us to know is this truth. What he wants is for us to cling to this promise is that he is with us, he was with us, and he will be with us. Because he is Emmanuel, he is with 
us. And he is a real God who longs for a real, personal, intimate, daily relationship with you. He is not aloof. He's not disconnected. He is not unapproachable. He is here. He is with us. He was with us. And he will be with you everywhere you go, no matter what. And I love what Romans chapter 8, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Let me tell you something. If you ever have doubts about just how much you're loved, if you ever have a question mark about who you are, your identity, if you ever wonder if the mistakes of your past disqualifies you from God's plans and purposes for your future, if you've ever questioned in your mind and in your heart if God is willing to forgive you and give you new beginnings and second chances in your life, I don't care maybe if you've gone through difficulties or hardships through the loss of a job or a painful situation or maybe you've encountered the, the heartbreak of a divorce or you've gone through circumstances and situations that you've encountered regardless of what you may have experienced in your life that maybe has caused you to question God or maybe caused you to wonder whether God even cares and if he still loves you you need to be reminded of this truth because in Matthew 8 Excuse me, I'm sorry, Romans 8, verses 35 through 39, it says it this way. Paul said, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? Or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, no. Verse 37, it says, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. In verse 38, and I am convinced, Paul said, that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Verse 39, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is Emmanuel. He is with you. He was with you. And he will always be with you. So take heart today. As Joshua said, be strong and courageous. Because God is with you wherever you go. Aren't you thankful for that? We serve a big God. We serve a grateful God. Listen, we, 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 we serve a, a compassionate God. We serve a powerful God. We serve an all-knowing God. We serve a God who has the ability to accomplish all things in and through our lives that we could have never, ever, ever accomplished on our own. Because he's Emmanuel. God with us. Let's bow our heads together in prayer and as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed for just a moment. 
I just want to say today that if you're watching and listening online or maybe you are in the room and you're walking through some trials and some challenges in your life and maybe you came today simply because you needed to be reminded of this truth in these three statements in fact if anything my prayer today is that you walk out of here just once again being reassured and reminded that God is real he longs for a relationship with you and he is with you and he was with you and he will always be with you and today if you're a follower of Jesus you have a relationship with him there's no doubt in your heart would you just thank him today Emmanuel thank him for being with you thank him for living inside of you with the power of the Holy Spirit thank him today for being with you even in the days of the future and all the uncertainties of your life thank him that he will always be with you no matter where you go or what you do some of you here today may be lacking that relationship with God. Maybe you're watching online or you're in the room today and maybe there's a void. And maybe from your perspective, you've never really sensed God's presence. You've never perhaps invited God to take residence in your life. And that simply comes through a decision we make in our hearts to put our faith and our trust in Jesus, His Son, God's Son, who came to save you, to forgive you of your sin, to be your Lord and your Savior, to have a relationship with you, and to give you the hope and the future and the promise of knowing that you can spend forever an eternal home called heaven. And if that's your need today, would you be willing to pray this prayer? You can say something like this. Just say, Dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner today. And I believe in my heart that Jesus died and he arose again. And by faith, Jesus, I'm inviting you into my life to forgive me and to save me change me thank you Jesus for being with me today and thank you for coming into my life as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed no one's looking if you happen to have prayed that prayer in the room or maybe online would you do me a favor Hey, would you just hold up your hand real high? If you're in the room, just hold it high to where I can see and celebrate with you. If you're watching online, you can just 
type the words I decided or click the little hands raised button if you're watching on our website. We would love to know that today you made life's greatest decision. Any others, just say, hey, count me in. I just prayed that prayer and I shamed in a minute. It's awesome. Father, we thank you for these that have lifted their hands, who have made such a, an important decision. And I pray that today, God, as James reminds us, that if we come close to you, you will come close to us. I pray that today that we will experience your abiding presence, especially in this season of Christmas. Lord, in the, the comings and the goings and the busyness and the and all of the uncertainties that surround us, may we be reminded today of those truths that you are with us, that you are with us in the past, and you will always be with us in the future. Thank you, Father, for your presence. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give God some praise today. Can we do that? We're so thankful for those of you who may have invited Christ and put your faith and your trust in the Lord today and made him the Lord of your life. And if you did that, we would love to know and to celebrate with you. And one of the ways you can do that is by taking what we call our Connect card. It's right there in your seat. You should have received one of these when you sat down. And you can take that. If you haven't already uh, completed that, please take just a moment. Finish completing this information. And notice there on the front of the Connect card, uh, there's a little orange uh, area that says Connection Card. There's a blue line at the bottom there. And it says, I'm giving my life to Christ. Uh, if you happen to have prayed that prayer, we'd love to know by asking you to take a moment, just put a check mark there in that box. Uh, if you're a guest with us today, we'd also love to know that. You can put a check mark indicating your first time visit with us. And you say, why do you need all that information? Because I believe with all of my heart, the worst thing you could ever do in your life is to do life alone. We want to walk alongside with you. We want to be that source of encouragement. We want to be that source of help. We want to help you grow. We want to help you become all that God is destined for you to be. And that's why we call our church a church family. Because we're a family to belong to. And we would encourage you to be a part of what God is doing here. To be a part of our church family known as Rethink Life Church. And so today, if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to know. You can drop that information in the offering container. Or you can take it out to a table that we have set aside called Next Steps. And there at the Next Steps, uh, we have a little booklet. It looks just like this. We'd love to put into your hands. helps answer questions you have about your spiritual journey. And there we can also answer any other questions you might have about your next steps in your spiritual journey. We're going to have some prayer team members down here at the front. Uh, when we begin to sing, if you would uh, need, maybe you would like just to have someone pray with you today and uh, comfort you and just reassure you about some things that maybe you're walking through. That's why our prayer team is here. And also just know that we'll have some prayer folks there at the Next Steps table if you need someone to pray with there as well. But regardless, what an opportunity today for us to come close to God in this season and, ex and really and honestly just acknowledge who He is and what He means to our lives. Well, I'm excited about Christmas Eve. I trust you are. And uh, let me just also just remind you, once again, 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve right here. It's going to be an incredible time. 
Uh, lots going on. We're going to have some special surprises, different things for the whole family. Powerful music. Uh, I'm going to be sharing a, a brief message. We're going to have candle lighting. I mean, it's just going to be an awesome, awesome moment. So let me encourage you to invite a neighbor, coworker, a friend, family member. Get them here. And let's be expectant for God to move and to do something powerful in and through our Christmas Eve experience together. And can I just also, uh, first of all, just say thank you for those of you who have been faithful, mentally throughout this calendar year of 2022. We have had many people who actually in 2021 who made faith pledges throughout the year of 2022 to go above and beyond their regular giving to help go towards special initiatives and to go towards our future. And you know what? God has been faithful. And not only that, throughout 2022, as we've been uh, communicating and sharing over the last several weeks, preparing for last weekend, uh, we had a special time of offering where people gave above and beyond for what we called our Imagine 2022-2023 offering. And once again, many of you gave faithfully to that. And once again, many made pledges to go towards 2023. And the reason why we're doing all of this is simply because every year what we are praying for is that as we continue to advance the gospel, as we continue to reach our city, our community here in Lake Nona and beyond, we're also sowing into our future because we're believing that God is going to give us a permanent church home one day. And it all begins with identifying some property. And so we're giving towards that over and above. And I just want to say, say thank you. We're not finished. And so I'm not going to give any final reports until, until literally the last moment we possibly can when it comes to opportunities to give toward our year-end opportunity. So let me just say that our only goal was to have 100% participation. And uh, if you have not had the opportunity to participate over and above your regular giving, would you pray today and ask God what He would have you do? And so you can give today there in your seat. Uh, there's an envelope, looks just like this. And whatever you do, please make sure you earmark that uh, for Imagine 2022-23. So we'll know. And then also, if you are giving, obviously, towards our regular giving, you can give, give online, you can give through the envelope, you can give through a text, whatever is easiest for you. Let's just be faithful. Let's finish strong. This allows us as a church to finish strong and to have some financial momentum as we go into the new calendar year to meet some uh, present needs that we have, but also to sow into the new calendar year for what God has in store for us. So let's pray over our offering today, and we'll worship as we give in just a moment. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be able to give, to sow, to invest into things that will truly outlast us. Lord, thank you that we have the opportunity to give towards reaching people that are lost without hope. And I pray that today that we'll continue to be faithful, to strengthen the local church, God, to be the hands and the feet you've called us to be, to be the voice to those who desperately need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So God, take what we give today, use it, multiply it, touch it. Lord, I pray you'll expand it in the coming year of 2023. Lord, may we be faithful because you are faithful. Thank you, Father, for the privilege it is for us to be able to give. For we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's all stand to our feet and let's worship today as we give. And our prayer team will be here after.